Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, along with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And coach, tough loss and no other way to look at it uh, leading into the fourth quarter. Uh, watch the film today. Watch the clips. It's been 24 hours, I guess, overall. You, you, your message to the team to, to put this one behind you as fast as possible. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is is that when you have a team down like that, like we did, we gotta, we got to be able to close those things out. And I thought, you know, there's just some things in terms of, you know, kind of some intensive detail stuff that we've got to be better at. Um, and, uh, you know, look, when you when you when you give a team life and give them an opportunity, they they have a chance to come back. Oh, uh, Coach Allen, uh, what is your take on this? Because you know when you break it down, you look at explosive plays, chunk plays. But I thought it was an interesting interesting statement what you made. Too many explosive penalties down the field, which I thought ended up costing us the game. Uh, I think that is right on because how the officials are going to call it, it's one on one. The quarterback might throw a jump ball, and they say, yeah, well, we're going to attack uh, Yadam or, uh, you know, Alante Taylor. But uh, what was your overall take? I want you to comment on that and taking that approach because all of a sudden, even though they're not completing passes, you, you look how those penalties and the yards they were able to gain. But what was your take on Alante Taylor? Because he made a lot of plays, and they were going after him. You look at Jordan Howard, Howland and uh, Isaac uh, Yadam in there and not having Pulse to the and Marcus May. Now, all teams are dealing with injuries, but it seems like they were going after those individuals, especially trying to make a comeback. Yeah, look, I, I think their game plan from the beginning of the game was, you know, be able to run the ball, quick passing game, uh, and then take shots down the field. And, um, you know, we made a lot of plays on the football. Um, I think we had 13 passes defensed uh, in that game. So there's a lot of a lot of plays that we made. And obviously there was two critical uh, pass interference penalties that, you know, ended up being pr- kind of the difference in the game. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate because I thought both those two players actually did a lot of good things in the game. Uh, but that but those penalties were, were costly. And, look, I, I don't know that I <clears throat> totally agree. Uh, with the call, but yet that's uh, that's kind of the nature of the business. And so, um, you know, we got to learn from it, we got to grow from it, and we got to be better. Now, Coach Allen, I think you would take this if you could tell me that every game, uh, I don't know, we'd have a, a, a pick six or a scoop and score, we run back a punt for a touchdown, and you plus one in the turnover margin. Uh, I think you would say, well, hell yeah, we're going to win the game. So that had to be discouraging considering. You had a punt return for a touchdown, and you plus one in a turnover margin and not being able to come out on top. And then you throw in there, uh, boy, we have the leads. We're shutting them out 17-0 to zero with 12 minutes left. 
I mean, it, it was almost like shell shock considering what happened. It hadn't happened since Snake Stabler. I know Coach Allen, you're old enough. Kenny Stabler in 1984, the last time that kind of comeback occurred. Yeah, well, look, it's certainly it wasn't our best quarter of football. Um, and uh, but look, we 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 got to we got to swallow it. We got to own it. Uh, we got to get better from it. Um, and so. Uh, we'll do that. We'll make whatever corrections that, that it is that we need to make. And look, at the end of the day, we, we've got to, uh, you know, we've got to be able to maintain possession offensively. We've got to be able to get off the field uh, defensively. I thought one of the key factors in the game was, uh, you know, third down. We didn't do a good enough job on third down getting off the field. Um, and that allowed to, you know, to some extended drives and, and uh you know, had had us out there defensively playing, you know, a few more plays than we needed to play. Coach, you talked to the media this afternoon. If you can, just update the fans along the network uh, what you can about Derek Carr and just kind of where things stand today, Monday. Yeah, um, look, just like I, I said to the media today, I mean, he suffered an AC sprain, um, it, which is – is, is uh, you know, much better outcome than, than what it could have been. Um, you know, those are, those are kind of some, you know, painful injuries and, and, um, you know, it's really about his ability to, um, get the motion, you know, in his, in his throwing shoulder, um, and, and his ability to kind of, you know, manage the pain. And so, uh, there's no set timetable on that in terms of when he can, be back and return. The good news is, is that he felt a lot better this morning. Um, you know, and, and look at Derek's mindset is uh, getting ready to play. So we'll see how he goes this week. We'll evaluate it as, as the week goes on and, and uh, you know, see what he's able to do. And if he's able to, to function uh, and play at a level that, that we need him to play at for our team to be successful, then he'll be out there. Um, and, and if not, then, um, you know, Jameis will get an opportunity. And, you know, Coach Allen, talking about Jameis' opportunity, um, uh, I know you have confidence in him or he wouldn't be on the roster. He's won six of his ten starts the past two years. Uh, so that's encouraging uh, when you look at that. And then exactly like you were saying on third down, uh, I'm looking at like flip the script. What happened this game – was what we were able to do defensively and what we were able to do offensively. Like, uh, for instance, we only converted 4 of 14, 29%, and we gave up 8 of 18, 44%. Well, that's what we did in the first two games, so we've got to get back to that. But uh, the point being, uh, with Jameis right now, and again, he's an experienced NFL quarterback, is it a case in point that maybe, okay, Jameis is the guy right now, short term, whatever it might be, would you still utilize and Taysom Hill the same way, whether it be Derek Carr or Jameis Winston at quarterback? Yeah, look, you're asking me, you know, does the plan for Taysom change in terms of what we're doing with him? And I don't think the plan uh, really changes for him. Um, you know, he was he was actually a big part of that game plan this past week. There was about four runs in the game that, you know, he had an opportunity to 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 pull the ball and keep the ball, but yet the read told him to hand it off. And I thought, I thought a lot of those runs were effective. And so we'll continue, continue to utilize him and find ways to, uh, to get him involved. Um, and when we did hand it to him, I thought, 
not hand it to him, but when we did have some just true quarterback run plays, I thought those were effective. This is the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby Bear, Mike Austin, Saints head coach Dennis Allen. We will step aside, take a break. More with Coach Allen on the back end on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It is the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby Bear at the Silver Slipper and also Saints head coach Dennis Allen on the line. And Coach Allen, you, you talk about third down, uh, 4-14, and my math can be wrong, off, often is, but I think of your of your first downs, you had 24 runs, 20, uh, 12 passes, 12 runs. Uh, how much of the message – this week, because it, it you know will be about winning first down, because it certainly probably impacted your third down percentage. Yeah, well, look, we found ourselves in, in a lot of third and longer um, situations, or even some second and longer situations. Some of those due to a couple of penalties, which put us behind the sticks a little bit. Um, and you know, we faced a lot of you know third and nine, third and ten situations, and and we weren't able to convert on those on those plays, and so being more effective on first and second down, getting ourselves into a lot more third and manageable situations, I think can certainly help that. Now, uh, Coach Allen, looking at Rashid Shaheed's 76-yard punt return, outstanding. Now, fans have asked me uh, throughout the day, Bobby, ask Coach Allen why we didn't get the ball in Rashid Shaheed's hands more. I mean, he had two targets, zero catches. You would think at least... Maybe he'd be targeted, uh, targeted a handful or half a dozen times, uh, but only two targets. Now, I know the three-headed monster with Alave, Michael Thomas, and Shahid. Uh, Alave, 104 yards on eight catches. Mike Thomas, I think that's where he's at right now, six catches, 50 yards. But why Rashid Shahid was not more involved and, and only two targets? It, it, it seems like that, that kind of playmaker, we've got to figure out how to get his hands on the ball. Yeah, certainly we'd like to get the ball in the hands of all our playmakers. Um, you know, and unfortunately there's only one ball on the field. And, and um, uh, you know, in this particular game, Alave got the bulk of the, of, of the targets along with, along with Mike. Um, 
You know, I think there's a few plays that were, you know, intended to get the ball to Shahid, and for whatever reason, coverage or whatever the case may be, the ball wasn't able to go there. So, um, you know, it's certainly something, look, we're aware of the playmakers that we have, and we're trying to get the ball to all of them as much as we possibly can. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, um, to give up 12 sacks in three games, uh, that's not good. And, you know, uh, everyone's to say, oh, offensive line sucks, or, you know, they're really struggling. But I think uh, the quarterback can help out the offensive line. As far as checkdowns, I'm even looking at the replay. And that, no, it's, it happens fast. Uh, but even if you look at Derek Carr getting hurt, I know he's trying to look through it uh, further down the field, maybe a chunk play on the left side. But the tight ends uh, open on the right. It only been even like an eight-yard dump off. So uh, uh, when you and Coach Carmichael talk, when y'all, y'all break it down, do y'all take that into account? that the quarterback can make the offensive line better uh, by just uh, knowing where those outlets are and not taking sacks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all uh, being factored into, into account, you know. And, and so, uh, you know, on that particular play, that was one. But, you know, I thought we held the ball a little bit too long on that particular play. And the, and the others, I thought we got beat quick. So, I think, you know, our ability to get into our routes, win our, win our one-on-ones early in the down, our ability to protect and let the quarterback get through his reads, and then the quarterback understanding, you know, the timing uh, and the rhythm of the passing game and be able to, be able to get the ball out uh, quickly when he, when he needs to. And so, um, you know, that's, cer- that's certainly something that we've got to improve. And you're right, uh, 12 sacks in three games is unacceptable, uh, and we've got to be better in that area. Coach, can you talk about the the final drive uh, after the the big pass and really uh, either either getting groupy into different field position or better field position? But it was something that happened at Tennessee or against Tennessee and at Carolina, and that was playing to win. You played to win, uh, and so on that the second down, the pass to Olave that was incomplete. Same type of of emotion and feeling there. Just play. We're not, you know. It's not just about setting groupie up, just playing to win. No, yeah, certainly we were we were we were playing to win, and 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 I think Jameis had to get rid of that ball just a tick before uh, he was ready. Uh, if he could have held it just a half account longer, I think you know we'd have had a completion uh, and and been about you know ten to fifteen yards closer. Uh, and then the game changes when you get into that position in terms of how you manage the last few plays of the game. We'd have been you know, first and 10 and, and, and probably making them utilize some timeouts and we're a little bit closer to field goal range. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, looking at uh, obviously, because uh, fans have asked me this, it seems like, I don't know, uh, how did they decide all of a sudden it looks like uh, coming out of uh, training camp in preseason that the first couple of games we were pretty disciplined uh, with penalties? And then all of a sudden, uh, I don't know, was it a flag-happy crew? They end up throwing 18 flags. And to me, end up being a push, you know, nine penalties or more, 100 yards. We're looking at Green Bay, that 11 penalties. We had seven, but for 102 yards. How, how can you have that discrepancy where in one game they might call five or six penalties and the next game they call on like 18? I mean, is it just based on the crew or, or what when you evaluate that? Yeah, look, I, I, it's 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 hard to tell. I mean, um, certainly, eighteen penalties in one game is a lot of penalties to call. Uh, so obviously, this was a crew that was calling everything kind of tight to the vest. Um, and yet, I feel like there was a few calls that that um, 
you know, probably that they that probably could have made that they didn't, you know, and that's just part of that's part of the game. And so you got to play the game that's that's laid out before you. Obviously, this was a crew that was calling a lot of penalties, and um, you know, look, sometimes penalties happen, but the but the big ones, you know, are those those big penalties down the field. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of yards that are involved in that, and typically uh, those end up leading to scores. Uh, and then obviously we had a couple of penalties offensively that. Uh, you know, put us in some longer yarded situations. So it's something we got to get cleaned up. Coach Alvin's suspension over. Was he is he back at the facility today? I mean, is he back with with the team? Yeah, he's back in the building and ready to go. And you know, I mean, are you, are you allowed to even ask like what what he was able to do, stay conditioning wise? I mean, what was his three weeks like? Look, Alvin Alvin does a great job of keeping himself in condition. That was the least of my worries. Right. Uh, I knew that you know when he got back in here he'd be he'd be ready to go and I'm excited about having him back. Well, I know the Saints fans are as well. When Tampa Bay comes to town noon on Sunday, we'll take a break. Another segment with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. This is the Saints Coaches Show along with Bobby Abair on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. The- Two and one Saints against Tampa Bay. Tampa playing Philly as we speak. So one of those teams will, unless there's a tie, will get their first loss. Coach Dennis Allen, along with Bobby A. Bear at the Silver Slipper, and Coach earlier today, you said it would be a tough, demanding week of practice and also tough corrections. Uh, can, is it, what does that mean exactly? Well, look, I, I just don't think we executed like we're capable of executing, um, and so. Uh, you know, we've got to own that. Uh, we've got to recognize the things that we didn't do well. Um, and we've got to, we've got to be able to, to, to get those things fixed. And so, um, you know, anytime you lose a game like that, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go involved in that. And, and, and uh, we have to own our part of that. And, and, and certainly our guys came in today. Um, you know, we had to have a little bit of thick skin and, and, we made the corrections that we need to make, and we got to go out this week and have a have a hell of a week of practice to get ready for a divisional opponent coming in here to our house. Now, uh, Coach Allen, you know, uh, listen, the Green Bay had a number of players that were out that they're counting on, household names. Uh, look, uh, we were dealing with the Marcus May uh, suspension, and then uh, Paulson Adebo all of a sudden, now he's out. But what was your overall take when you watched the film? I think you kind of mentioned it previously – but I think uh, Yadam uh, with four passes defended. Uh, but what was the play of like Alani Johnson Jr., uh, Jordan Howden, and then uh, Yadam uh, overall? I'm looking at Lonnie Johnson coming up with that interception. But it seems like uh, that even Jordan Howden, considering uh, his first uh, NFL start, that they were pretty damn good. Yeah, I thought I thought those guys did a good job of stepping up in the absence of. Uh, Adebo and Marcus May, and and I thought both those those guys played played well in the game. Obviously, Lonnie had the interception, uh, but you know I thought Jordan was was really solid in what he did in terms of uh, being in the right spots. Um, and and so look, when somebody goes down, whether it be you know because of a suspension or or an injury or whatever the case may be, other guys have to step up. It's an opportunity for ever for other players and. I thought both those guys stepped up and played well. Now, uh, Coach Allen, I don't know what's going to happen uh, tonight as the game is uh, transpiring right now. Uh, the Eagles at Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. But 
boy, I, I, I was wrong about this. I thought Baker Mayfield said, I don't, know, I don't know if he'll have success at Tampa. But looking at the first two weeks, he's played turnover free ball through those two games, uh, helping the Bucks to a 2-0 start. His quarterback rating is 104.5, the highest of his career. Now, at this point in the season, small sample size. But this would caught my attention. This is unbelievable. On third down, he's 20 of 23 passes, 87% over 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. That's pretty damn impressive on third down. It seems like maybe right now that Baker Mayfield, I don't know what's going to happen with the Eagles tonight, but he's kind of um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, he got new life uh, being in Tampa. Yeah, look, he's played well. Um, you know, I'm just watching him uh, – play right now and, and, and uh, you know, watching the first couple of games. He's, he's been highly effective. He's throwing the ball well. He had some explosive plays in that Chicago game down the field to Mike Evans, as well as, you know, some shorter passes that, that Mike Evans had some run after catch. I think he's protected the ball. He's made good decisions. Um, and I think they've done a pretty good job of protecting him. So, um, you know, he's playing really well for them offensively. Coach, can you talk a little bit about Lou Headley? He had those two solid punts where inside one was the 10 and one was the 5 just bounced up like a like a sand wedge. But the way he kicks it, and I think you explained this before, it's that the ball doesn't come off kind of normal as a pretty spiral. And the, the defender, the returner, kind of has to make a decision. Is he going to try to catch this low ball in the air, let it bounce? And kind of talk about really the, the philosophy behind the Headley punt. Yeah, well, I think the one thing that the way that he kicks the ball, um, you know, he's able to give the illusion that he's kicking one way and actually kick it the other way. And so it, it, it creates some, some challenges for the returner back there uh, in terms of, one, locating where the ball's going to be prior to the kick. Uh, and then, two, you know, the, that style of punt is, is, is more difficult to, to catch than, than the normal spiral punt. And, you know, ultimately what we're trying to do is eliminate return yards by being able to punt it that way. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, what are we going to do with, uh, with the rushing game? Uh, you might say, well, Alvin Kamara's coming back. Uh, but it still starts up front. I mean, uh, whether it's Kendrick Miller, Tony Jones Jr., even Taysom. Now, uh, Taysom's a little different uh, considering the QB power and all those type of plays. But where can we get where we're averaging over four yards a carry. What I mean by that, and you were a part of this, or you know Saints history, especially post-Katrina, that when we've really rolled offensively, Pete Carmichael knows this, we've been able to run the ball and have a top-10 rushing attack. That whether it be to a Super Bowl year, 2011, or, or, or even recently, that uh, it's a quarterback's best friend if you can run the ball so why do you think when you look at the film, we haven't been able to run as well as you would like? Yeah, I, I think it starts with, look, we're, we're doing a good, good job of identifying where we're going. Uh, we just hadn't done a good enough job of getting to those spots. So, you know, our landmarks, our tracks, those things are, are things that have to, have to get better. And you're exactly right. Our best offense is around here, and I've been here since – uh, you know, 2006, our best offenses are offenses that, although we've been highly explosive and really good in the passing game, we've been able to be balanced and, and, and we've been able to run the ball really effectively. And so that's something that we're continuing to work on. 
Uh, we'll get better at that as the year goes on, but we but we need to get better at that because that's a that's a big part of what we do offensively. Well, Coach, home games kind of a premium early on. You had Tennessee in September, Tampa in October, and then just Jacksonville and Chicago. Really, you I mean just four home games until December. Uh, two and one. Best of luck on Sunday against the Buccaneers and get back on the winning track. We appreciate your time. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Let's pause 10 seconds and let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This is the Saints Coaches Show. When we come back, we will speak with offensive line coach Doug Marone. When we come back here, it is the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier will join us a little later in the show from the Silver Slipper. Stick with us on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. It is the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby A. Bear at the Silver Slipper. Mike Hoss here in studio. And we are joined now by Doug Marone, who is in the second year of his second stint with the Saints, with the team back in 06, 07, 08. And this is his second year with the offensive line. Coach, welcome to the show. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Well, tough times, you know. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, a tough fourth quarter. And one of the things that Coach Allen talked about when – asked today about the offensive line or even tonight about the offensive line and that is it's it's individual battles better a better job by the line not not as a group but the individuals winning individual battles against their defender yeah i mean that that's what this league has come to now i mean it's you know you look at you know you look around the league and 
you know, you got to you got to go five for five, you know, in those battles. And, you know, I'm continuing to, to look at myself and, you know, how I can do a better job, um, you know, with, with the players and for the team and, and myself and Coach Carberry. We spent a lot of time with the players and, you know, we're just going to keep working. You know, we're, you know, we're going to try to get better. And our goal is to get better each week as we, we continue to play and and not take any steps back. Now, uh, Coach Barone, how can uh, or people might ask you, uh, what can you do to fix the line? You're not going out there and playing. I mean, you could point them in the right direction. You give them their uh, assignment and all that, and but they got to go out there and, and finish the deal. So uh, yeah. uh, how frustrating it is, like, uh, when, okay, Coach Barone, you're the coach. Well, what the hell are you going to do now? The offensive line has to play better. Yeah, you know, you know, Bobby, it's, you know, I've always looked at it, you know, ever since I've been in coaching, you know, and, and I was fortunate to have a lot of great coaches that, you know, the, the players are a reflection of, of, of what you're doing. And, you know, I take a great amount of, of, of responsibility and a great amount of pride, you know, to keep those players developing. You know, we stay afterwards, you know, we meet, we, we draw up game plans, how we're going to attack people, how we want to be aggressive, you know, every possible thing that, that, that I'm, you know, capable of doing from outside of actually going out there and play, you know, I want to do that. And if that player goes out there and he can respond to that type of coaching, then I feel like, you know, hey, listen, I, I, I've done my part. If that player doesn't, then I feel like I've, I've let the player down and I've let the team down. So, you know, that's the way I've always looked at it. And, um, and, and that's the way I feel. I don't think that's going to change. So, you know, we're going to continue to work. I mean, the one good thing about the, this group and this team is that, hey, listen, we're all working to get better. Our D-line has, has, has spent a lot of time together with us, um, you know, trying to get us better, and we're trying to get them better. So, you know, we, we have a good bunch of guys and, and working hard, and we just got to continue to keep to keep pushing. Now, uh, Doug, uh, one thing. Uh, listen, I know when we've had success here, this has always looked uh, post-Katrina, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees and going forward, and you are part of those teams, and you know this, uh, that we've had an outstanding offense we have always been able to run the football. And when I look at it right now, I thought this is going to be one of those games. We're going to run on the Packers. The first two games, they gave up basically 167 yards rushing, which was uh, 30 in the league. But I'm looking at, uh, we had 77 yards, 22 carries, three and a half yards. Well, what does it take? I know, I know Alvin Kamara is coming back. But what does it take? I'm not talking about a Taysom Hill type run, but a traditional like running play. Uh, Tony Jones Jr., I want to say might have been one. Uh, I said, now, now that's a running play. You might see like an eight-yard gash or a 10-yard gash. But looking at like Miller, Tony Jones Jr., and, and Kamara coming back, what it's going to take that, you know what? We're running the ball, and now it's going to be uh, second and six or it might be uh, second and uh, five or, or five and a half. Yeah, I think you make a great point. I think, you know, that, that obviously makes our jobs a, a lot easier when we're able to do that and keep everything, you know, in manageable situations. And I think that's the key for everyone. And, you know, that's where we've got ourselves in trouble, you know, from a protection point of, you know, not being able to keep these downs manageable and, you know, being in the third and nines and third and tens where, you know, you're going to have to get these deeper routes in and, you know, instead of third and four or less where, you know, hey, now the whole playbook's open to go. So, you know, we've, we've, we've got to do a good job starting out. You know, I think um, I've got to do a good job of, of putting the players in position where, you know, they can just go out there and not try to, you know, you know, feel their way or think too much. They can just go out there and play and just come off the football. You know, I think we've been, you know, inconsistent, 
And, you know, I, I, I take a deep look at myself in that and that we just have to do a better job and be more consistent throughout the four quarters. You know, the first two games we wound up ending up with the ball, you know what I'm saying, in our hands and, and running, you know, extremely tough and extremely hard and, and picking up those yardages, the yardage needed to, to win the game. And I think that, you know, we've got to take that type of mindset that we had at the end of those two games, those first two games, and, and really, you know, put it forth with the with the first play of the game and, and keep it consistent throughout the four quarters. Is there a challenge? Was there, I mean, when you've got Derek back there then and Taysom taking snaps and Jameis, I mean, it's three different, everybody has their own kind of syncopation, their own kind of way to call plays, their own kind of way to call the snap. I mean, is there is, is there any challenge in that? And you really won't, you know, I guess Derek's situation is going to be a day-to-day, week-to-week situation. Uh, what What challenges, if any, does that pose? Well, I, you know, it, it's. I don't think it's. It's a challenge at all. I think that you know we've we've all gone through, you know, with the quarterbacks, with the the cadences. You know, you know, each one may be a slightly different. I don't want to say it's, it's drastically different, um, but we're in tune to that, and and we have to be. So, um, you know, we're ready for that. We, you know, we we feel like you know we want to put it. You know, put it on our back and for us to do a good job. I mean, and and try to make everyone's job around us, you know, easier. And and we have the ability to do that, you know, up front with the you know the five linemen, the tight ends, and 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 the running backs, receivers. Every everyone has a, a piece of it. So, you know, like I said before, it's it's um, you know whoever's playing back there for us. Hey, listen, we're we're we love him. We're proud of him. You know, he's going to lead us, and we're, we're going to we're going to get in there, and we're going to do the best job we can for for him, and not only just for the quarterback, but for the whole team, the offense, the defense, and special teams. Now, uh, Doug, I think the Houdat Nation Saints fans, we've been a little spoiled because we've had outstanding offensive lines, and what I mean by that, I'm talking about if they're not Pro Bowl, then they're All Pro, like Teron Armstead, Carl Nix, Jari Evans, Max Unger. Ben Grubbs, Larry Wolford, I can go on and on. <laughs> but now they're telling me right now, they go, Bobby, it looks like to me uh, like we have no Pro Bowl lineman. Even Ryan Ramchek, it seems like he's regressing. And I'm looking at McCoy. Uh, I think McCoy was progressing at center. Uh, but uh, the Titans game, uh, not so much. Now you have to look at who you're going against. I'm not saying he has to be Max Arnold or whatever. But, uh, boy, it, it just seems like – what if our best player and we have hope in if we see Ryan Ramchek getting beat then the fans look at it like come on what are we doing on the old line yeah i mean you know the uh, those names you mentioned outside of uh, basically Tehran and, and Max Unger you know i was with all those players from the beginning you know when they first came in so you know again you know i've got to you know Keep putting him in the right position. Keep drilling him. Keep getting him more consistent and doing that. I think you know everyone, no, no matter how good you are in this league, you know is is, is going to get beat. That's part of it. And and you know, but consistency is what we're looking for, and that's what we need to get. So, you know, again, I I'm sure there's a frustration on the outside. I think you know we're all we're all working to be consistent. We're all working together to to to, to get what we want to be able to show, you know, how good we can be. And and that's the goal. And, you know, we're obviously not there yet, and we're going to continue to just keep working. Uh, looking at uh, 12 sacks in three games. Come on, we're on pace to give up 68 sacks. You know that can't happen. Now, I know, uh, listen, I take up an alignment somewhat because I know the quarterback can't control that. I mean, not all the time if you have a jailbreak, you know, but uh, you have to have that clock in your head. 
And, Doug, you know why I can say that? I was the least sacked quarterback in the National Football League back-to-back seasons, 91 and 92. So that's why when somebody says I'm giving an opinion about, well, what does it take as far as to help the offensive line, I think I know what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I've never, never, never questioned that. And I think, I think it goes back to to a lot of factors. I think, you know, manageable down and distances. We have to do a good job. And, we, and at the end of the day, we have to do a better job. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and 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 try to make excuses. I mean. You know, I, it starts with me. I have to do a better job, and we all have to do a better job. And, you know, we've got to win. We've got to win these matchups. You know, it's it's five on five, and, you know, we can't afford to lose one. That's that's the one thing about protection. You know, one person loses, and, and that's it. They only need one guy to win. We need all five to win, and that's what we're striving for, and we're, we're going to get better as the season goes on. Coach, tough week because well, you played for the Saints uh, back in 1989, back when they – the old training facility off of, of David Drive. And so if, if you'd have happened with, with Cesar Ruiz yesterday, you'd have been back at practice the next day. It's a much different situation now. So he's in the the concussion protocol. And, and I'm not asking you about Cesar, but just the protocol itself is like seven to eight pages. I mean, there's just several phases and several steps that any player has to pass before he can get back on the field. It's much different. Well, yes, and and you know I've been a member of of a committee, you know, with 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 the, you know, use of the helmet and things of that nature, and been heavily involved in making tapes and, you know, working with the league office on it. So, you know, I'm all for it. I I, re- I really am. I mean, you know, having played this game, you know, having seen, you know, what happened, what has happened in the past, and 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 player safety being such a big issue now, and I, and I'm for it. I, I really am, and I think the protocol. And the things that we have in place uh, are, are are the right thing to do, uh, you know, for the players. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, health and safety is the number one thing. You know, we have families, um, parents, friends. So, you know, we're continue, you know, continuing to keep working to, to make this game safer. And, and I appreciate the efforts of the PA and the league office, as well as the other coaches around, around the league that are trying to get it better because – you know, I think, you know, we want to make sure that when, you know, these young kids grow up and, you know, their parents and their moms and whoever may be making that decision feel like, hey, listen, we, we know this is a safe game. We know the techniques they're teaching. We know the equipment's getting better. We know the rules and and, and we get more people playing football. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate your time. Not an easy situation after yesterday. And uh, you can go watch Philly and in in Tampa and watch that one and get ready for Sunday. Thanks for joining us tonight. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. All right, Doug. All right, thank you, Bobby. As always, uh, appreciate your help. Bobby will switch spots. Mike Dettelier will join us. We'll talk a little NFC South and a little bit of Saints-Buccaneers as well after the break. This is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby taking a break, and now we've got Mike Dettelier to kind of talk about the NFC South. And right now, the Saints' next opponent playing the Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay at home. The Eagles just scored 10-3 Eagles on top of that one in Tampa. So that's a battle of the 2-0 and teams. And there were a lot of 2-0 and teams that went into this week, the Saints being one of them. Uh, Atlanta, Dallas, Washington, Baltimore. And unless there's a tie, one of these 2-0 and teams is going to get a loss tonight. So a lot of 2-0 and teams heading into week three, but not many coming out of it. Yeah, and, and Mike, I think the one thing that – you know, I've sort of preached about this over a year with this and that as much as the NFL game has changed, the one part about having to run the football when you need to and have to is always in place. <laughs> Yesterday, okay, Seattle beats Carolina 37-27. Geno Smith threw the football 36 times. They ran it 33 times for 146 yards. Andy Dalton threw the football 58 times yesterday for Carolina. Crazy thing is he didn't throw an interception in 58. They ran the football 14 times for 44 yards. Mike, you ain't winning Crapola in this league if all you do is run the football 14 times and you gain that little bit of yardage, Atlanta, Detroit. Another example of the exact same thing. Desmond Ritter threw the football 38 times. He got sacked seven times. 11 quarterback pressures. They ran the football 20 times for 44 yards. Detroit, okay, Goff threw it 33 times. They rushed it 31 times. Mike, if you don't have a running game in this league when you need to and have to, you ain't going anywhere. As much as we've built this game or they've built it around the pitch-and-catch part of the world, that part about physicality and being able to run the football is still there. And we saw it in all three games in the NFC South. Saints couldn't run the football when they needed to and have to. Struggled in the passing game, struggled in protection. But you look at Carolina and Atlanta, exact same thing. The exact same thing. And I'm interested to see... Can Tampa run the football tonight against the Eagles? Um, Because Baker Mayfield has really been the story. If you look at the most surprising player in the NFC South, ain't nobody would have guessed Mayfield would have got off to this type of start. Nobody could have guessed that good of a start. Now, their defense is legit now. (laughs) They They still got players on that side of the field. Can they run the football tonight? And, and I think that's a big key for Sunday is the ability to stop them and say, you know what, if Mayfield's going to do it, let him do it. But I'm not letting you run the football. And kind of the same situation with the Saints who get Alvin Kamara back. But, and when you were talking about running the football with the Saints, and especially on first down, like the first six first downs they had in the game – it was a run on the first down, zero, run for a yard, run for a yard, run minus a yard, run plus five with Taysom Hill, run zero. So on first downs, you know, they ended up getting – it was becoming more balanced run versus the pass. But 
and you're running on first down and you're you're either losing yards or getting back to the line of scrimmage you just you're behind the sticks automatically and that's a big part of this game so what happens is if i'm defensively no you can't run the ball i tell my ends hey sick them go after the quarterback on second and third downs you know they're gonna throw it get after them and you saw it yesterday man listen when you get sacked you know it Desmond Ritter is not uh, what you want to call an immobile quarterback. He can move. Man, he was getting knocked around all over the place. Andy Dalton is more of the pocket quarterback. You get sacked three times, you get hit 11 other times. (laughs) Uh, That's tough on a quarterback. And the same sort of thing with the Saints. Pass protection, I think, is helped by the ability to run the ball. Because these ends today... They just teeing off, going after your quarterbacks, and you can't take those type hits, Mike. Just can't uh, in this league. Uh, As much as you want to protect the quarterback, you can just protect them so much, and then it becomes if you want to throw the football. A lot of fans, oh, can't run it, throw it every down. What? Man, you're going to get your quarterback knocked out. That's going to be a key here because I do know the one thing. That Bucks defensive line, it's like, the Packers, they're littered with former first-round picks all across the board. They got them all over. And that big man in the middle in Vita Vey, <laughs> big man in the middle. So uh, Baker Mayfield is finding out um, the Eagles' defensive front, they pretty doggone good. It's like uh, Georgia, uh, University of Georgia reunion every right. time you watch the yeah. Eagles play. Uh, you know, Pete Jenkins said, man, I, I, if I go to – Philly, I could be around about 11 different players I was around at Georgia, Alabama. Amazing. Same thing about the running game with these quarterbacks, and whether it's Jameis or whoever at this juncture, man, you can't, you got to get rid of the ball. It's got to get out of your hands. It, it, you know, If you throw it over the bench, you're going to be better off than, than, than the way things have been with sacks. You've got to get out of the hands. No, you, you can't take those hits, Mike. It's like being in a boxing match. You can just take so many body blows, and then you're going down. I mean, eventually you're going to go down. And remember Al Davis in the 60s, he, he would preach this about the quarterback must go down early, and he must go down hard. Okay? Now, they protect him today more than they did back then, but it's still part of the NFL of knocking that quarterback down. A lot of that has to do you got to get a running game going. Got to get a running game going. All right, Mike, appreciate your time as always. Mike Dettelier and Bobby Hebert live from the Silver Slipper. The Saints home noon October 1st. That's how we will begin the month with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now losing to Philadelphia. See how that one will shake out. But it's the Saints at home, and it's a rare one because it's back on the road for two after that at New England and at Houston. That makes it that much more important. Thanks for listening, everyone, to the Saints Coaches Show. I'm Mike Hoss. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth, Bobby Bear, and Mike Dettelier. We'll see you next week for the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t